Hello and welcome to the Healing is Everything podcast. I am your host, Paul Hawthorne. Well, on this week's episode and 28th episode of the Healing is Everything podcast, I'm going to take you on a transformative journey delving into the realm of sound healing. Now, I'm going to share the profound potential of sound vibrations to promote relaxation, rejuvenation, and healing. Personally, I started getting into sound healing back in 2012, and this is really one of my favorite topics. I was so interested in this form of healing because I've always loved music. It made me feel this way where in times where I just needed some motivation, where I was feeling a little down, or I just wanted to relax, the tones and the beats of my favorite tunes always played a significant part in that healing process. But what I found most interesting, especially when I'm researching this topic and through my experience, is that sound healing has the remarkable effect and it's contributed to better health outcomes for me. So prepare to open your ears, your minds, and your hearts as we embark on this sonic adventure that may forever change the way you perceive the world around you, but most importantly, how you perceive the sounds that you listen to. Let's begin by exploring the ancient roots of sound healing. Where did it even come from? Well, throughout history, cultures around the world have recognized and utilized this profound healing potential of sound vibrations. Now, the use of sound for healing purposes can be traced back thousands of years. Some of these incredible ancient civilizations recognized the connection between sound and well-being, integrating it into their spiritual and healing practices. For example, the ancient Egyptians... Their priests utilized incantations and sacred sounds during rituals and healing ceremonies. Actually, within the Eberus Papyrus, which is an ancient Egyptian medical text, it contains references to the therapeutic use of sound in treating illnesses. There are also theories that are proposing the Egyptians use frequency and sound to defy gravity itself, to build their pyramids and create a sustainable energy source. Now, although at first I found this really hard to believe, there is actually some sound evidence, no pun intended, that this theory is palpable. Now, one of my favorite cultures in this world today are the indigenous peoples, whether that be the Native American tribes, which I'm most familiar with, or the Australian aboriginals. They have long employed sound in their healing rituals. Things like chants and drumming and their rattles and flutes were used to induce altered states of consciousness to facilitate this connection with the spirit world and promote healing. Now, I've personally have always gravitated to the indigenous drumming. 
I love attending powwows and I get entranced by the beats of what I interpret are the ancient sounds of the spiritual animals that once walked this beautiful Mother Earth. There's just something about the music and dance that brings me back to maybe a past life or maybe many past lives. Now, another culture is the ancient Greek culture. There's a gentleman by the name of Pythagoras, who is this Greek philosopher and mathematician who explored the mathematical and harmonic principles of sound. He believed that music had the power to harmonize the soul and restore health. Now, all of these ancient cultures, and even a lot of the cultures today, like I mentioned, the indigenous peoples, still practice forms of sound healing. It is part of their tradition, and hopefully it will never be lost to us. So, what does the science say about sound healing and its effectiveness? Well, it appears in the literature that sound healing is a growing field of study and research is shedding light on its effectiveness. Some notable scientific findings and articles that I researched and found was one on brain wave entrainment. Now the studies have shown that sound can influence brain wave patterns leading to altered states of consciousness, relaxation and heightened focus. Binaural beats is one such brain and wave entrainment method where they are created by playing two slightly different frequencies in each ear, resulting in the brain synchronizing to a specific frequency. I played a little bit around with binaural beats, listening to them when I'm studying for school or I'm just focused on a project at work. And I found the frequencies of binaural beats actually being pretty effective for doing those two things. Now there's two other frequencies that I've actually extensively explored, which are one is the 432 Hertz frequency and the other one is the 528 Hertz frequency. Now first 432 Hertz is considered to be the most natural tuning for music and sound. It is believed that this frequency can help us to connect with our inner selves and the world around us. In fact, 432 Hertz frequency has been used in music for centuries. It goes back to sound healing's historical perspective where many of the ancient cultures, like I said, the Greeks and the indigenous peoples and the Egyptians, used the 432 Hertz frequency in their music to create a sense of harmony and balance in their lives. Now it is believed that this frequency can help reduce stress, anxiety, and depression and promote a sense of calm and relaxation. Like I said, when I'm using it and listening to it, when I'm reading and studying. Now, more recently, there's been this resurgence of interest in the 432 Hertz frequency. Musicians and sound healers around the world are using this frequency in their work. And many people are reporting profound benefits from listening to the music in this tuning. Like I said, I personally benefited from using 432 hertz, especially in my meditation practice. There's just something about the frequency that puts my mind at ease and settles any unnerving thing that's going on in my life. 
So what does the science state about the 432 hertz frequency that makes it so special? Now, one amazing cool theory that I came across is that it is in tune with the natural vibrations of the universe. It goes on to say that everything in the universe vibrates at a certain frequency. And this frequency is believed to be in harmony with the 432 hertz tuning. When we listen to the music in this tuning, it can help us to align with the natural vibrations of the higher vibrational energy around us and promote a sense of balance and harmony in our lives. So if you haven't tuned into 432 hertz frequency yet, try listening to it the next time you want to de-stress, relax, or just chill your mind. You can find a ton of 432 hertz music and videos on YouTube and some of your other favorite streaming platforms. Now, the other frequency that I want to talk about is 528 hertz. It can help to repair and regenerate our DNA and promote healing on a physical, emotional, and spiritual level. So like 432 hertz frequency, the 528 hertz has been used in music for centuries. It is believed that this frequency was used in ancient chants and hymns to promote healing and spiritual growth. Now, more recently, it has also been used in sound healing practices to promote healing and well-being. And I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the practitioners that use it later in the podcast. So how does the 528 hertz frequency promote healing? Now, our DNA is constantly being damaged by various factors, such as environmental toxins, stress, and unhealthy lifestyle habits. When our DNA is damaged, it can lead to a variety of health problems, like we see all over the place today, such as cancer, autoimmune disorders, and chronic diseases. However, research has proved in many cases that 528 hertz frequency in combination with other healing techniques like positive mindset, mindfulness practices, and having a healthy lifestyle can help to repair and regenerate our DNA. Another incredible thing about the 528 hertz frequency is it can have an effect on water molecules, which means our cells. I will never forget a study, and this was a long time ago, when they used a series of ice cube trays full of water and exposed each tray separately to different genres of music like heavy metal, death metal, rap, country, and a bunch of other genres. Now, when the trays were frozen, patterns were formed in the ice. The tray that was exposed to the 528 hertz frequency formed these beautiful crystal-like structures that were full-formed and just amazing to look at. Now, in comparison, the one tray that was exposed to the death metal music formed very chaotic-type patterns in the ice. Now, the experiments showed that different types of frequencies affect water. So what that means is because our bodies and our cells are comprised of 80% water, what frequencies we listen to affect our bodies immensely. Now, I also saw another study exposing plants to different frequencies with similar results. 
the plants exposed to the 528 hertz frequency as well as the 432 hertz frequency grew strong and healthy whereas the other plants exposed to other frequencies like the other types of genres of music were affected differently and in some cases like the death metal very negatively so what this means to me is pay attention to what you're listening to folks now i have to admit i do like to listen to my metal and rap on occasion but when i really need to relax and settle myself or if I just know that my body needs healing, those are the times when I tune into 432 or 528 hertz. Besides brain weight entrainment, scientific studies that have shown sound healing can also improve stress reduction and relaxation, confirming that my experience with sound healing is doing just that. Now, research has demonstrated that listening to calming sounds and music can lower stress hormones reduce anxiety levels and promote relaxation. Sound therapy has been found to be beneficial in clinical settings. Some of the research has shown that in, in, in hospitals and rehabilitation centers, they've done just that. Now, unfortunately in the public health system in Canada, I do not think they incorporate sound healing whatsoever in any of their departments. But recently, in Alberta, the health authority approved indigenous healing ceremonies to be practiced in hospital settings when requested by the patient. So to me, just maybe we are moving towards incorporating sound healing into our healthcare system, which I think will have tremendous positive effects on healing and recovery. On that note, sound healing has also been proven to be effective in pain management. Sound healing techniques such as a music therapy and guided imagery have shown promise in alleviating pain. Some studies have indicated that patients who receive sound interventions experience reduced pain intensity, decreased reliance on pain medication, and improved overall well-being. Well, how awesome is this research? Now, I personally know many people who've gone through a tragic accident and were put on like opioid medication to manage their pain, for example. Now, as the medical industry has known for a long time, the incredibly addictive properties opioid medications have in humans, unfortunately, our so-called trusted medical professionals continue to prescribe it even though it was created specifically for managing pain immediately after a surgery or during surgery and not for managing chronic pain from any condition. But the pharmaceutical companies knew about the addictive properties of the drugs that they were making and despite this knowledge, the companies continued to promote their drugs and doctors continued to prescribe them. As a result, we have been in an opioid epidemic for many years. Many of the people we see on our streets are a result of being addicted to these medications and tragically dying from overdoses. Even more people who used to live normal lives prior to their injuries are addicted to these very harmful substances resulting in major health decline suicide, depression, and array of other problems associated with being dependent on these drugs. Anyways, I digress, as I don't want this episode to go down the rabbit hole of explaining how these companies need to be held accountable for their evil practices. Now, the reason why I brought this topic or this point of the discussion up 
is because if you know anyone who struggles with pain medication, sound healing is a way to assist them with managing their pain in such a healthier way and the research backs it up. Okay, so I'm sure you're all asking now, where do you find access to sound healing practitioners? Well, there are definitely a few notable sound healers in history that adopted and in some ways revolutionized the sound healing industry with modern tools. Now, these individuals that I'm going to share made a significant contributions to the field of sound healing. Their teachings and practices have inspired generations of healers and continue to influence the modern understanding of sound's healing's properties and potential. One such man was Fabian Mammon. He was a French musician and a bioenergetician, which I didn't even know this professional designation existed until now. Now, Mammon explored the effects of sound on the human body. He developed the technique of using tuning forks on acupuncture points, known as vibrational acupuncture, to promote healing and balance. Jonathan Goldman, an international renowned sound healer and author, Goldman has dedicated his life to researching and teaching the transformative power of sound. He has developed numerous sound healing techniques, including the use of sacred vowels and harmonics. Now, when I first got into sound healing, Jonathan Goldman was my go-to. He has a ton of content on YouTube, and I suggest listening to his videos first as a great introduction to what sound healing is. Now, lastly, a person that has contributed to the research of sound and frequency exploration and experimentation is Dr. Alfred Tomatis. Now, Dr. Tomatis was a renowned French physician and a true pioneer in the field of sound therapy. His groundbreaking work led to the development of the Tomatis method, a unique approach that utilizes modified classical music and filtered sounds to stimulate the auditory system and facilitate healing and learning processes. Now, one of the key principles underlining the Tomatis method is the concept of the Tomatis effect. He believed that the ear plays a vital role not only in hearing, but also in the various aspects of cognitive and emotional functioning. The Tomatis method involves the use of specifically designed electronic devices known as an electronic ear, which are used to deliver specific sounds to the listener. These sounds are carefully selected and manipulated to target specific frequencies and stimulate the ear and auditory system. Classical music, which is in tune at the 432 Hz frequency, forms an integral part of the Tomatis method. The Tomatis method has been applied to a wide range of conditions and challenges in the human body. It has shown major promise in helping individuals with learning disabilities, attention deficit disorders, speech and language disorders, and various other psychological and emotional difficulties. Now, he says by stimulating the auditory system, the therapy aims to improve sensory processing, enhance communication skills, and promote overall well-being. The Tomatis method continues to be used by practitioners around the world. Its holistic approach to sound therapy and its emphasis on the importance of the auditory system and human functioning have contributed to its enduring legacy in the field of therapeutic interventions. Well, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode on the power of sound healing. 
Until next week, I will leave you with this message like I do for every episode. Be kind to yourself, believe in yourself, and cherish your loved ones, sending you peace, healing, and so much love. Bye for now.